Hello, everyone. We are back. Welcome back as we return and we'll finish our one shot of A Family of Blades with stage manager Brandon O'Brien. Brandon, if you could give us a quick recap of what we just saw and where we're going to start. Where we last left off our quartet of brilliant criminals and spies had discovered that their former handler for the clandestine FBI project Lazarus may have been the target of a very serious attack in an attempt to cover up some details about Project Lazarus uh, and its uh, history of using its several very significant clandestine missions to enrich the uh, higher-ups who were responsible for those missions. And that somebody is perhaps still attempting to cash in on some level of that access, or at least cover up what that access meant for them, which has since led to them running into an acquaintance of their handler, a reporter named Amelia Carter, who revealed that she is aware of some of those details, but not enough to make an actual public news article confirm that actual criminal activity is definitely taking place. It has just kind of gently asked our our team uh, if they'd be willing to make as much of a mess as possible such that once it's been publicly investigated in the news, no part of it can possibly slip between the cracks. At which point we have all this, the crew has all decided that they're going to go back to the black site where they used to previously operate and attempt to coax the potential mastermind of this entire crooked deal, a woman named the Sutton, Ma- Sutton Mother, and I attempt to finally confront her and come to, uh, come to the end of this very messy ordeal as quickly as possible. At which point they arrived at said black site and discovered not a lot of people are here, maybe nobody is here, or at least on the floor that they presently are on. At which point I will ask everyone, you are free in this floor to make whatever the decisions you'd like to make uninterrupted. So what would you like to do from this point? I think Joe's priority is to go to the archives or the case files or wherever that is, and they're uh, splitting off from the others. Mm-hmm. There is like a surreptitious session of server room access on this floor that would just require you to be willing to climb a ladder that is confined within a very kind of claustrophobic kind of cut-out corner of a wall right underneath the main server floor. Oh, it's cozy. Yeah, I figured you'd say that. So you can get in and out of there by yourself without any issue from this floor. I would love to do that thing. And... You know, any any file, case files or and especially like paper files that I can procure that would uh, pull pull some heat on Project Lazarus. So, haha. So the very curious thing about how files are arranged in this building is such that you can get a physical printout of any document that is saved as soft copy on the server simply by finding that folder on the server in the server room and 
selecting a cop selecting the make a copy option from like the main server computer and it will just print all of its relevant documents including secondary documents in a printer in that room project lazarus however being as large as it is when you select that option it says that it's going to be three minutes until those documents are prepared that is fine i'm just going to make myself a nice a nice tasty queue of things that should be printed out <laughs> while that's happening um does anyone else have any intentions I would like to say that our means into the building was Oz taking their IRL role as an IRS person, auditing uh, various personages and uh, departments within this building. So basically, they're slinging everything that they can to drag as many people into high-stress jargon situations as possible. At the same time, they have, I guess we all have like some kind of comm system with each other, just to flag, hey, you better be careful. Um, Ear pieces? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And basically while this is going on, Odds is also taking note of potential opponents <laughs> for Honeybee. <laughs> so basically there's like a steadily rising counter of, mm-hmm. hmm... There are some overly muscled people in here. This is the maximum number of people you might be expected to engage. So, like, <laughs> you're, you're just getting a little tick, 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 tick. <laughs> Honeybee, remembering where the employer lock, employee locker room is, has broken an in, jacked a janitor's outfit, has now jacked a janitor's cart, and it's just casually making her way around the floor, emptying some trash bins. So since the both of you are inside on the main floor, both of you are aware there are 12 other agents on this floor, two representatives from uh, mainland secu- from the Homeland Security, and Sutton are having a meeting in a conference room that is it's like one of those weird obviously not very useful or secure kind of war rooms where all of the walls of the room are plate glass but you can see that a few of them are having a meeting about something and all of the other agents have not really like focused on you at all honeybee but uh, two mm-hmm. agents have particularly focused on odds at this moment. One of them walks towards you. Sorry, walking towards odds or towards me? Yeah, towards odds. Yeah. Maybe we should continue playing it cool. I am still in a meeting with other people. <laughs> oh, are you uh, presently engaged with someone at the moment? Yeah, I was thinking that I'm presently engaged with whoever it is I'm questioning or confirming like financial papers with. Ah, okay, cool. Give Ooh. me. I have a, a, I have an idea brain, uh, for Honeybee here. Could it be that we're hoping that whoever, like, we put a little some kind of listening device or whatever that Honeybee could kind of maybe flick into the room or kind of mm-hmm. aim at the room when the door opens or something? 
because then I could um, use the flashback mechanic to just say mm -hmm. that we have that already, I and think we it's can on that. Honeybee already. Yeah. 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 A flashback can just do that. Um, okay. I would say that that would be too stress. Yeah. Um, given that it's a material component that needs to be produced. But yeah, mm -hmm. um, after that, you just have it. Um, yep. So who has it on them, on their person, as they enter this floor then? Uh, I would say Honeybee. I would. Yeah, because you're you're the one who's most able to move around right now. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm making attempt. a terrific show of being busy, just like dusting and emptying dust bins, and there is a huge broom on my cart. <laughs> mm -hmm. When you attempt to put that listening device into the room, I will need you to make either a thief or a face roll for me. Mm -hmm. uh, your position will be risky and your effect will be standard. Why don't we go ahead and do that now? Mm -hmm. Thief, risky, standard. Double fives. Okay. Um, five is good. There is a brief moment where, because Sutton is, like, telling a very bad joke, like, bad in the kind of quality that you can't even actually guess what the setup was for the punchline. It sounds like things are just happening in the story and people are laughing. Mm -hmm. But because, not, because nothing serious is happening in the room at the point in time when that joke is being told, the door to the conference room is just swinging open um, mm -hmm. and you just kind of kick it into a corner and nobody really notices it one way or the other um, mm -hmm. at which point you can get perfect audio inside this room sounds good as that's happening odds I would like you to give me a face roll control standard roll. Control, standard, no bonus dice. Oh, a three, a six, and a five. Aha, uh -huh. cool. So you're talking to this person, and you obviously realize that this high-ranking and otherwise very thoughtful and intelligent FBI special agent has no idea any of the things that you're asking him about. Uh, he gives the impression that he is not particularly in tune with the financial operations of any other agent with his, with his level of clearance or any particular financial operations within this building. And after a while, you, uh, like, you get the impression that he's like going through the motions of attempting to have reasonably productive and helpful answers to give you. Until he says, I'm very sorry, I know that my supervisor isn't here at the moment, but you really should um, perhaps wait for a uh, Commander Joseph to be available for those questions. I don't think I know anybody else with a certain level of clearance to be able to answer money questions for you at the moment. I think um, Miss Mather is here, but I don't know if she knows enough about the internal operations of the site to be able to qualify much more. I'm sorry, I, I, I just, I'm sorry, I just can't help you. I don't know. I don't want to get us in trouble because I don't know math. I'm sorry. I'm in a meeting room across from Sutton right now, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I think subtly I will ask him if either this uh, Joseph or Sutton are nearby. I could perhaps join them wherever they are and uh, just put some questions to them there. Uh, I mean, yeah, they're just in the other conference room. I guess I could just take you there then if you want to do that. That would be good. Okay, all right. Um, mm -hmm. uh, follow me. As that's happening, Magpie, in the server room, your download is 36% complete when it just pauses out of nowhere. Magpie will look around and then his head will pop out like one level down because he's climbing down the ladder upside down to look around the like one level down and see if there's anything or anybody interfering. Not that you can see, not like immediately physically present. Um, it is possible that this is being controlled remotely, that someone else has been very quietly alerted of the fact that a download is taking place. All right. I want to go back to the computer and use hacker to override whatever command has stopped my down uh, my uh, processing for the printing. Okay. Risky standard. All right. I will push myself to gain a bonus. And okay. that is risky standard one bonus die. One, two, four. So not nothing. Four. Yeah, four is not four is not ideal, but it's not bad either. Um you struggle for a moment like there is a point at which you feel like it you someone is obviously acting against you and you are now acting against them in order to continue this download mm -hmm. and that makes you acutely aware of the fact that your download is perhaps being monitored uh -huh. but after a couple lines of code you just maintain control of the server and the download continues what is the consequence for this mixed hit? So the consequence is, in fact, that you are you are aware of the fact that you're being observed in the moment, but someone is like actively like someone is actively observing you, but at this moment is not directly acting. At which point you hear mild static on your earpiece, like for like a fraction of a second, and then it disappears. As this is happening, odds, you are being led to the conference room at the exact moment where you see and everyone who can hear the audio from the room uh, can hear Sutton go, wait a minute, I think I need to check on something. I will be right back. And she gets up and walks towards the conference room door. Uh, you, you both meet actually in front of the door as a result. Mm. How tall is Sutton again? Did I say like six feet? Six, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So odds being the neat version of our tall robot is taller but rangier. And I'm going to say that if she is walking towards me with a purpose to check something out, I am going to time it so that basically she bumps into me, and all this very classified uh, establishment financial stuff that I had her people give me, so it's all things that they gave 
and it's all very, very, very top clearance only for money purposes, um, basically scatters across the entire hallway. So that even if she doesn't stop to help me pick it up, there's going to be an absolute carpet of paper that would be probably better for her not to actually walk on. Okay. I would like you to give me a face roll. Mm -hmm. Controlled great. Oh no, it's a two, a two, and a two. Hey. So, you... God, it's twos, I'm very sorry. You walk into uh, Sutton and you make to fall over. But when the papers fall out of your grip, the folder that they were being stored in just lands on the floor perfectly intact. Nothing oh. leaves the folder. Oh, alas. Uh, Sutton looks up to you and goes, I'm very sorry, that's very clumsy of me. Um, do you? I'm sorry, have we met before? Do you have any business at this uh, site at the moment? I go with it. I bend bonefully down and pick up my folder and I present my, I don't know, IRS card or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And say, yes, I am such and such person. I am here from whatever division to examine such and such budget details of blah, 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 reeling off all these numbers and like the very dry accountant. Yes, I am here for incredibly boring business. I am in absolutely no way, shape, or form reciting all of these details to keep you here for as long as possible. Right. I... I'm not magpie calling into the earpiece either. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have to uh, check Can I on see this from where I am? Uh, you can you're actually standing pretty close to this uh, event to actually witness it uh, very clearly. Um, I'm not getting closer yet. I am just business businessing on and the desks and so forth, wiping up. Someone mm -hmm. has left a coffee mug way too long, and it's like adhered to the desk by a ring of of coffee stain. And I'm just like busily getting that coffee cup off the desk. Oh god, Ig. Sutton looks up to you and goes, Um, I have to attend to something in a little bit, but I just wanted to make sure because I'm sure you think you're doing a very productive, reasonable assessment that absolutely needs to be done, but I hesitate to inform you that some manner of the financial accounting that you are attempting to do will be stymied by the fact that large-level racketeering and theft of previous F involving previous FBI engagements um, is still under um, national security investigation, and as such, not all of those financial records will be immediately available for you to see. Like, I want to be able to help you, but it's still wrapped up in actively pursuing um, criminal terrorists who have previously engaged in FBI operations. Uh, you'll just have to, you may have to wait a bit before you can 
get the answers that you're looking for, but I will make sure that um, my superiors reach out to you as soon as possible about that. And uh, as that's happening, Sutton is now preparing to walk away from you. Mm-hmm. I adjust my glasses very dry accountantly and says, I will wait here for as long as possible for you to get back. As you know, the IRS also takes its duty to the country quite seriously. I am sure you will be back post-haste. Um, I'll be in the middle of something when I do, but I guess, okay, um, I'll be right back. And is continuing to walk away. Odds, honeybee, you both are acutely aware of the fact that Sutton is walking in the direction of the server room. I send the clickety-click over the comm that translates to cricket out of there, boy, to the server room. Magpie, at this point, your file is 60% complete. Your printing is 60% complete. Joe sends back uh, a clock and a sad face emoji. Hmm. I'm going to flick a quick glance at Honeybee of it's I hope God is with me and I know you think it's not and I'm going to march after Button and say basically before you go would you happen to know where um, (laughs) Miss Sutton is and I reach into my file and I basically pull out a paper and I say because um there are some discrepancies in these uh, budgetary allotments in the last financial calendar year, and this will only take a moment. Um, so she turns around and goes, I'm Sutton. What discrepancies are these? Glances uh, as a piece of paper. May I roll face to see how much time I am able to wrangle out of her to get <laughs> give Magpie clearance? You're going to get a lot of other things from this face, so yes, your position is controlled and your effect is standard. Controlled, standard, no bonus dice, I feel, because the only person with me is Honeybee and I don't want to compromise our only muscle person. (laughs) That's a two, a three, and a two. I'm sorry. (laughs) Mm. Okay, so you don't sense, like, you would have gotten a great deal more detail from this with a higher role. But, because of BS Detector, you do know that most of the things that she's about to say are still bullface lies. Because she opens by saying, I didn't make any of these transactions. I don't know where any of these transactions came from. These are like six-figure payments for things that in the budget don't have names or are named like items of furniture at Ikea for six Uh figures. And she's like looking you in the eye and bullshitting you about... The fact that she doesn't know anything about these payments and mm-hmm. when these payments name or seem to name other individual um, FBI or national security representatives, she claims that she does not know any of these people and I have never worked with them. Well, at least that's helpful to get on tape. Where did you get this file, even? I look her dead in the face and I tap to my IRS lanyard. And that's true, <laughs> at least. We're very serious about taxes. I want to be sure, right? 
again, as previously stated, like she's holding uh, the paper up like an open scroll next to her head. What you are looking at is part of an active investigation into how several wanted felons infiltrated the Federal Bureau of Investigation in order to personally enrich themselves on our investigations. Let you me be perfectly me. clear. What you are holding is an active part of the evidence for an active federal investigation into the embezzlement and the disappearance of good, honest taxpayer dollars. Right. But and as such, completely falls under the purview of my jurisdiction, ma'am. I get what you're saying. But the thing that I'm trying to explain to you is, this isn't real and refers to things that don't exist because criminals took this money. Well, then I say, and I take the paper back from her very gently, then I think the question is why your people gave it to me then. Seeing as it was printed, oh, 45 minutes ago from your own filing systems and uh, was handed to me by your own secretary in meeting room 2A. Perhaps you would care to speak with me at length about that? Sutton freezes for a moment. <laughs> and then looks down at her smartwatch, where you see that there is obviously a counter on her watch for an in-progress uh, printing session at the server room in this building. That is like 86% complete at this moment. And then Sutton looks up at you and goes, I'm really sorry, but I don't have time for this. And then she gestures to an FBI agent to her right. That FBI agent is now very slowly, but very sternly walking towards you. Well, I trust my godless heathen honeybee to protect my ass. So I just tuck my paper back in my folder, uh, like the persnickety accountant that I am. And I turn and I gesture grandly to Sutton as if I am dismissing her in her own building. And I wait for this FBI agent to most certainly take me to a meeting room where all of this will be explained. I have noticed and I am converging towards this situation with my car whistling. Aha. Uh -huh. Give me a muscle rule so we can determine how, how, how this initial confrontation uh, appears. Oh boy. I'm just imagining like there are hidden spike daggers or punch daggers on the other side of the card. <laughs> Brandon, give me my position, please. Your position is... This is one agent. Your position is controlled. Your effect is standard. My effect is standard. Let's do this thing. Two, five, six. Nice. Okay. Um, how do you knock this guy out? <laughs> I just take a corner a little too hard with the cart, a little too fast. 
it goes up on two wheels. It clips him hard because it's a pretty heavy cart. And that tall broom propped in it, the end of the broom swings and smacks him in the face. Yeah. On the way down, he, colli- he collides with one of the glass walls of the conference room and just kind of sli- his face just kind of slides down it <laughs> as he hits the floor. You have now drawn the attention of three more FBI agents who are now barreling towards you at high speed. I am making a big show of trying to pick this man up as if I am attempting to administer first aid. What I am doing to him is making the situation worse. <laughs> I'm sure. Suddenly continues to walk past you. <laughs> oh lord. Um, Sutton is continuing to walk past you. These three FBI agents are now entering your physical space. What would anyone like to do at this point? Would you like to make another muscle roll? Hmm. Actually, I have a question about these people converging on and my space on where we are standing. Mm-hmm. Brandon, does this count as an ambush? It does. <laughs> I take it you have a special would... ability. Oh, not an ability. I mean, hmm. well, if they have a gun, then I have special abilities. But yes, I am invoking threat assessment when you're ambushed, your flashback actions cost one less stress and gain potency. Uh, okay, alright, yeah. Um, what would you like to flashback to do? I would like to flashback to me, alone in that employee locker room, putting on my hey janitor suit. Which happens to have, oh dear, those are definitely zip-away knees, mm-hmm. over... My ridiculous thigh belts full of knives. And the little push daggers I have hidden up my sleeves. I see. And I will go ahead and mark a stress for that. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Just to be sure, is your intention to kill or seriously wound these FBI agents? Really just incapacitate. I'm not in a killing mood yet. Cool, fair. Give me another muscle roll. Plus one die. Your mm-hmm. position is controlled and your effect is great. Oof. One, two, three, four. Uh, that four that four is actually still doing a lot. Yeah, you just kind of easily subdue these three FBI agents without even much like physical effort. It, well, I mean, it looks like it doesn't require a great deal of effort, but out of nowhere you just feel very exhausted by the entire attempt. Like, this is not exhausting, but annoying in the level of mm-hmm. effort that has been required. Um, but yeah, I'm you, too old you, for this shit. You put out these three uh, without much problem. At which point, the only observable people on this floor who have seen you or can see you, who can see you, are the two Homeland Security uh, representatives who are still in the conference room, which is kind of looking through the glass window in kind of awe of what's about to happen. I would like to push my cart so that it is blocking the door of that conference room. 
My nice big heavy car. Give me a muscle roll uh, control standard. Muscle controlled standard. Four, three, five. Yeah, you just kind of, you it kind of just rolls toward the door <laughs> and just suddenly jams. Um, Enjoy the show, boys. You're stuck in the cheap seats. You see one of those guys try to rattle through the door. The door doesn't open. Both of them pull their cell phones out and notice that they do not have any cell connection in this room. So yeah, they're just kind of inside there. Magpie, you are at 94%. Lovely. There, it, there are like eh, 112, 113 loose sheets of paper at the printer at the door of the server room. When you notice Sutton Mather emerge at the server room door. Okay. That's fine. I'm going to, I'm going to basically keep going. And as she, I'm guessing, either grabs the paper or comes and looks for me, I'm going to flash back to the, the thumb drive that I had already been using to copy over the files so that I have a, a version myself, uh, which is part of why the, the physical printing has taken so long. Aha, I see. As you are hiding, I imagine you don't have Sutton in your line of sight very immediately, yes? Oh, I'm not hiding. Uh, wait, where, wait, where are you? She's going to catch me at the pl- at the place uh, doing all the printing. Ah, uh, okay, cool. Um, yeah. So it, <laughs> she sees you um, standing in the server room, and she pulls out a pistol and trains it on your on, on your chest. What are you doing here? Cleaning up. <laughs> I see. You're you're one of Hill's folks, then, I take it? Yes, I'm one of the career criminals that was uh, brought in by the FBI to do crime for you. And instead of just doing your part and keeping your mouth shut, you decided you wanted to come all the way back here. Instead of actually honoring your oath, you've been uh, wetting your beak and getting your buddies rich and treating me and my people as um, scapegoat and plausible deniability. So what's good? You say that like you're surprised. You're nothing but a thief. Does anyone actually care what you want or what you can do or aspire to in this world? I took an oath. I told my country that I loved it very much, and what did I get to show for it? I saw my friends die, saw them struggle to make their way in the world, saw dozens of corrupt, rotten scoundrels just get away with as much money as they wanted, playing what is essentially the lottery with common people's money and you mean to tell me you're mad at me because I'm taking what I'm owed from the country that I love and 
that's different from you? There are files on desks in police, in police stations in 12 states about banks that you have emptied to coins. The only difference between you and me is that you don't have allegiance to anything. No, the difference between you and me is that I know I'm a thief and I accept it and you pretend to be something that you're not when you're worse. I do honest crime. You're a corrupt piece of shit. You and Williams and Darrington Smythe and Barnes have all been getting rich and telling other people in the FBI that I'm murdering people with guns when every single file that every police and law enforcement organization has on me knows that I don't use guns. So you're not even a good thief. You're a bad one. So what are you going to do? What am I going to do? I think that what I'm going to do is get briefly incapacitated in a scuffle with a known burglar and terrorist inside the decommissioned FBI black site, at which point, fighting over this unmarked pistol, a shot rings out, piercing the criminal dead. Do you have any other ideas? I think I like mine. Tiny, I do think you... I have an idea. Yeah, I was, was going to like tap my finger. Tiny, do you think that's enough? I think we're good here. I want Tiny to give me a brains roll plus two bon- with two bonus dice. Your position is controlled and your effect is great. So I will also just note that I do have Overwatch. You and teammates you are in at least audio contact with can provide assistance after a roll before it, before any consequences are revealed. So let's see how this roll goes. Okay, what was my mm-hmm. position? Uh, your position is controlled. Your effect is great. And you said two bonus dice? Yes. Okay. Well, everybody cross your fingers. That's a three, a four, a two, a one, and a four. I would like. I'm gonna. I'm gonna push. Let's push. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Okay. Yeah. And uh, or uh, someone can provide me assistance. Uh. But anyway. <laughs> what's the assistance for specifically? Yeah, I think that the assistance. Um. I, well, what I would flash back here is just that. You know. Are you sure? You are you sure you want to shoot one of us? when everything you've said has been broadcast to some people outside who've been listening very attentively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you think that I'm literally attempting to discover right now is if anyone's, anyone other than you has heard this confession live? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. Do you need us to flash all the way back to <laughs> hooking Amelia into our comm system? Or <laughs> oh, oh did you make this... Did you make this uh, arrangement with Amelia? Did you make this uh, arrangement with the FBI? Mm. Uh, no, I I think that it would have been a multiple like front arrangement. It is not just Amelia, because remember, she wants us to make a lot of noise so that she can be safe. And so it's not just her. It's multiple reporters and 
probably also some people who are more like guerrilla reporters, the kind of people who have like sub stacks that are definitely going to be clicked in and also other people at the FBI. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And so, can I say that um, we're also patching in people with my fellow IRS colleagues as well, because this technically is part of a legal investigation that we're doing. And I'm happy to pay the two stress for that for everybody else. So all of this goes it, to my two stress. Um, just doing that for everybody. So yeah, basically, Valerie, you tiny, don't need to pay stress. Oh, no. But Tiny would have essentially just gone through like, here, here's my Rolodex. Who do I need to have on this phone call simultaneously? <laughs> and everyone's <laughs> getting it. I love this so very much. So, right. When Magpie says to Tiny, did you get all that? Um, we cut to several camera crews, like a couple blocks away from the black site, but all of their cameras faced in that location, which has to be an offset hazard, but no one cares in this moment, where several reporters are now reporting live with the audio feed that you have just provided, as Emilia is standing next to another reporter because Emilia doesn't work in cable news, she works in print. Is yeah, this actively is basically... like taking large notes on a notepad and turning it towards this reporter as this reporter is uh, reading into this camera. And yeah. as you have heard in this breaking news report, a representative of Homeland Security actively confessing not only to committing several counts of fraud, embezzlement, and other such financial crimes, but personally admitting to framing several individuals for criminal activity and attempting to take one's life in the business of uh, securing her own enrichment and safety in the scheme. We are now unraveling even more details about the overwhelming criminal activity taking place in the FBI-supported Project Lazarus clandestine operation in this state and other uh, cities in the United States. We will, be coming with, we will be coming to you with more information about this very, very soon. You see, down this street, there are like three or four reporters giving the exact same news story, some of which have not actually been given any actual audio cues from you. They just came because they saw a reporter come and did one of his story. You notice in a window from like an uh, apartment complex very, very nearby, a telephoto lens is poking out of the window in the direction of this building as we cut to a Twitch stream. <laughs> where someone is broadcasting this story live and going, I don't know what the hell is going on over there, but did you hear that from the news? Said it was going to just shoot a guy right in front, right in the Bunch of people outside with their, like, phone cameras. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, it's already, like, there is already a hashtag on Twitter that is trending. Like, in the last two minutes since Sutton had walked off on odds, this has already, like, uh, gained some level of traction online and is already, like, the product of a particularly well-documented news story on cable news at this moment. At which point, Emilia rushes in from one of the side doors to the server room and just like tosses her phone into the server room 
towards Sutton and you see a YouTube stream of one of the cable news streams <laughs> with a pinhole camera from the server room actively looking at Sutton as this conversation is happening. So I'm going to leave now. I'd, yeah, it's like, I'd put that gun down and maybe put your hands up. So Joe hops down from the seat, walks over, <laughs> grabs the several inch thick stack of paperwork, hands it to Amelia, and then kind of does the sign-off salute to Sutton and walks back out, putting their like FBI uh, like windbreaker back on to walk through their office. I think this is the moment where we are all just falling in together, uh-huh. walking out as a unit for our little leverage glow. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, you all gather together and uh, walk past the building when... You all get in the WhatsApp group chat from an unknown number uh, three thumbs up emojis. Very nice. We cut to the next morning very briefly when Magpie, you receive an envelope in the mail, a very thick envelope. It feels like it has a copy of a book in it. You don't know why. Uh, When you open the envelope, It has a brand new recent edition copy of Gabriel Garcia Marquez's Chronicle of a Death Foretold in English (laughs) and has a handwritten and has a post-it note on the uh, inside front cover with the text, meet me at the bookstore where this was bought um, in Joe's handwriting. And Joe is like has looked down at the thing, and then as we look back up, uh, we're in some safe room with all four, all four people, and Joe has like the the book splayed out for everybody. So we're, are we back in now? I thought this was supposed to be our fifth last job. The last job until our next last job. So do you go to the bookstore? Yep. I mean. Is she treating us? (laughs) Am I going to come home from this encounter with a box set of something? So you you trace the book back to uh, a bookstore called Alternate Universes in New York, where when you get there, you show the book to you, you before you even like finish the thought of asking a question of, um, of the person at the desk. The young man at the desk looks at it and goes, oh, right, it's y'all? Okay, cool. Um, just uh, head into that back room there, pointing past uh, like a very ornate uh, like coffee table set up where you can have coffee or tea or juice at this uh, bookstore to a very large mirror that as you look at it closely, you can't tell it is actually a secret door. And when you go through the door, you see three large curved televisions on one single television mount mounted to one load-bearing pillar, obviously leaning forward to the point where they're obviously going to fall down at some point. And you see Joanne leaning over what looks to be like a bright pink diary 
take scribbling very eager notes. Uh, at which point, uh, she hears the door uh, open and turns to you all and goes, Hi. I didn't think I'd see you all in a while. I hope you don't mind that I had to do some stagecraft in order for us to meet again. Out of the bowl. Hi, I'm pretty sure I've been away from my job too long handling this, and I won't have a job when I get back to Spokane. I have money handled for you all, I'm sorry. Um, I'll do my very best to get you back to your ordinary lives, and until then, I have compens- I, I'm prepared to compensate you handsomely for the trouble that you've been in. Joanne gets up from the seat that she's sitting in, and you can tell that she is still recovering from being in a lot of pain. And she turns to you all and goes, I know I said you wouldn't have to do this again, and I'm sorry that I made you have to do this again, but as you see, some snakes managed to slither out unscathed, and we couldn't have that. But I promise, now, we're done. Unless. Unless. (laughs) And she puts uh, the book down pulls out her phone and starts typing some stuff and then you see on the screen like a handful of like what look like forum posts on a very bad old BBS forum somewhere of dozens of people all across the US complaining about like having the down par- the down payment on their home robbed by the um, financial advisors that uh, they placed it in the trust of, or a medical trial that has been proven to have severe side effects only for the pharmaceutical company responsible to just kind of disappear without a trace. It's just like dozens and dozens of these stories. And she turns to Aunt and says, before we didn't give you a choice, now I kind of want to. I don't have a lot of money, but the work that we can do can lean on a alternative revenue stream. And I really do believe that we can do good work. And I want to. I I want to actually help people instead of doing what we were doing before. If you want to help me. You don't have to. I'm, I can't make you. This is the one time in your life no one is ever going to hold a gun to your head. But. This is not true. My parents have never held a gun to my head. Mine, mine was just for training. Wait, what? Never You're, mind. Don't worry about it. I understand what you are saying. Allow me to confer with my heathens. We shall get back to you. Uh, uh, okay. And she just turns back to the three large monitors and just kind of filtering through some of those posts. We do a huddle? Yes, we do a huddle. I have to bend over significantly. (laughs) The first thing I say once we've all huddled is... If we vote yes, we are all getting a vacation first. Agreed. 
with, and I look to Honeybee, five-star hotels involved. Yes. Room service. <laughs> Check your email. I hear Iceland's pretty nice this time of year. I hear there is also crime in Iceland at this time of year. There's crime everywhere at all the times of year. Especially when we're there. So is that a yes? It's a yes to vacation. Better than working for pampered, spoiled celebrities. Who wants a velour couch? So we all unfold from the huddle, and we go to Joanna, and we say yes to vacation in Iceland with five-star room service. I'll take it. Yes, good. <laughs> the gang's back to, and as she's celebrating, the three monitors on the pillar fall to the ground and break. <laughs> and that's where we're going to end tonight's session of A Family of Blades. Yeah, this is wild. I actually really enjoyed this version of this system a lot. Um, and I'm very glad that we got to do a thing with us all together, essentially getting into the same shenanigans that we always do. But this time in the real world. Um, so yeah, how did everyone else feel about this game? This was I a know. blast. And I always like a game where I can hit some people. <laughs> I know all of our call signs are completely different and do not fit with this at all, but I would love it if our team name was the Heathen Honeybees, because that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. okay, what, what do we call this TV show? <laughs> is it Lazarus? Is it, you the know, Heathen Honeybees. <laughs> is it like Menagerie? absolutely sounds like it is the TV series spinoff for the Nick Cage Wicker Man. <laughs> oh, God. Hello here. We are the Heathen Honeybees. We are here to stop crime and stab you with our bums. And we are all out of bums. <laughs> <laughs> we'll workshop that. Uh, we have done some good yes. work today, team. Indeed. I am so, I am always so very pleased to be able to play a game with you all. And I'm very glad that we chose this one. Um, thank you so very much for joining me this evening so we can get into more shenanigans. Thank you so very much to everyone in chat as well for joining us this evening. I know it has been very hard for Speculate to gather for some time now because of scheduling conflicts for us all. Being, ad being an adult is very hard, but we finally got to do the thing and I'm very glad. Uh, and I'm very excited to see us do the thing very, very soon again. But until that point, I would like to ask all of these lovely, strange friends of mine to please tell all of the lovely people in chat who you are, what you do, and where they can find you next, starting with Yoi. Hello, and very soon, goodbye. I am Yoi Elaine Lin, he, they pronouns. Today, I play Journey at Odds, who is a meat incarnation of a very native meat friend. You can, I guess, find me on Twitter at This Is My Design, even though I haven't been there in a really long time, but it still exists. So, in the interests of Schrodinger, you can find me at, on Twitter at This Is My Design. Design is spelled capital D A S E I N. It is a philosophy and a Hannibal pun. Thank you. 
next, Iori. Happy times, and friends. Thank you for joining us today. Iori Kusano, they, them, writer, shitposter, gamer. You can find me on Twitter, at Iori Kusano. My debut novella, Hybrid Heart, is on sale from Neon Hemlock. You can also get it on Amazon if that is more convenient for you. It's been fun. Next, Valerie. Find me at ValerieVildes.com. I'm also Valerie Vildes on Twitter. Valerie Vildes author on Instagram if you are leaving the tweet site. And um, you can pre-order my book, uh, Where Peace is Lost, which is coming out in August. And last but not least, Mike. Hello, everybody. I'm Mike, writing as Michael R. Underwood. Uh, you can read action-adventure urban fantasy books like Celebromancy, part of the Re-Reyes Geekomancy series, uh, wherever you get books, because they exist, and they're back out, and they're very fun. If you like what we do here, you can support Speculate at patreon.com slash speculate, and you can go to speculatesf.com and check out other one-shots that we've done, as well as series like The Case of the Cindered Seal, Valorward, and more. You can find me on Twitter at Mike R. Underwood. And as for me, I have been your humble stage manager this evening, Brandon O'Brien. My pronouns are he, him, or they, them. Uh, I am a poet, writer, and game designer from Trinidad and Tobago, as well as one of the co-hosts of Speculate, which, as previously stated, you can support at speculatesf.com. A lot of cool things have happened to Speculate content in, uh, in the last few months, including being a special selection at the New Jersey Webfest which I'm very, very excited to hear more about because that's actually really rad. People like our stuff. That's really cool. So if you enjoy our stuff, I would like it very much if you not only supported us via uh, patreon.com slash speculate, but also shared our content with more people so they can learn all of the cool stories that we're telling over here because we actually like playing games a lot and want to continue sharing that content with other people. As for me, you can also find my poetry collection, Can You Sign My Tentacle?, Wherever you buy your poetry, it is the winner of the 2022 Science Fiction Poetry Association Elgin Award. So that's really neat. So definitely check these out if you're into poetry. And that is it for me and for us, I think. I am very glad that you all joined us this evening for Speculate Shenanigans. I look forward to us having more shenanigans very soon. Schedules allowing, obviously, because again, being an adult is hard. But Fuck yeah, uh, shenanigans. Yes, I like it a lot. But until such a time as you see me and my strange friends again, I hope that you have a wonderful night. I hope that you have a wonderful week. And I hope that we're all family. Bye, everybody. Bye, all. The theme music for Speculate is Yellow Wood by Greg's band, The Road. Find out more at www.thebandtheroad.com. Hi everyone. If you've enjoyed what we've been doing here on Speculate and you've been thinking to yourself, where can I get more role-playing in my life? 
Can I recommend arvanelleron.com, A-R-V-A-N-E-L-E-R-O-N.com, where you can check out the Curse of Strahd podcast. This, set in the world of Ravenloft, is a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition campaign, which has been running for a long time with a similar group of players, and which has been both a lot of fun and I think you will find enjoyable. If you like it, please let us know both there and over here. You can subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play Podcasts, and many other fine podcast providers. Thanks, and we'll see you over there.